Hey friends, how are you guys doing? Today is Mailbox Monday. Today is Monday, September 20th, and I'm going to be answering a wide variety of questions today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Hi, I'm Heidi St. John. You probably know my name because I've been working hard for the people of Washington State for the past 17 years. Now I'm running for Congress in Washington's 3rd Congressional District, and I need your help. I'm running against several big-money Republican opponents in the primary, and I am determined to prove that a grassroots campaign financed by working men and women can still compete with super PACs and mega donors. To make a difference, please visit HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Hope you guys had a great weekend. We're going to take just a little bit of a break today from the insanity, which is the world that we live in. <laughs> and uh, and actually tomorrow too, I'm going to, I have a wonderful guest coming on the show uh, with me tomorrow. I'm really excited about that. And you guys are going to hear from some wonderful people all week this week who are really at the forefront of what we are dealing with in the culture right now. And they're going to give you some hope and some encouragement. And I think some answers, some direction. Uh, It's very important that we be able to do that. Today, as you know, is Mailbox Monday. And uh, I love taking your questions. If you guys want to get a question on the show, the way to do that is to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. We need you guys to share this podcast for us. Let people know far and wide. Share it on your social media. Uh, Thank you, Justine, for doing that consistently for me. Share it out there on your Instagram. Uh, Link to episodes that you like. Let people know why you like them. If you want to see this show continue to be brought to you, Uh, in the manner that we're doing it right now, particularly as I'm running for Congress, uh, one of the best ways that you can do that is support this ministry financially. And I will link back to the ways that you can do that in the show notes today. This is Mailbox Monday. This is the day which I have for years and years and years. I have been talking about um, getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. This has been the theme of my life for a long time and uh, not much has changed. I'm continuing to... uh, to advocate for you and to encourage you. And so before I get started today, I wanted to read some of your off-the-bench stories that are coming in. Keep these coming. I absolutely love them. And I wanted to let you know that if you want to let me know, it's the same, it's the same idea. Go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday and you'll see where you can leave your off-the-bench story. Send it to me, and I will read it on the air. Michaela from Ohio said, Hi, Heidi. I started listening to your podcast last November. On the Thursday before Thanksgiving, my dad called out of the blue and told me that their church said I could start a homeschool co-op. My immediate thought was, well, I wasn't planning to start my own co-op. We live in in nowhere, Ohio. I'm a homeschool mom of three, ages three, seven, and nine, and I have an autoimmune disease that affects my energy. It's a fake pandemic and no one will come. That was her first thought. Have you guys ever been that way? Michaela, I love your honesty. You know, I got too many kids. I got an autoimmune disease that affects my energy, so I can't do it. It's a pandemic, a fake pandemic. Nobody's going to come. And then I heard God's voice say, just jump in and do it. And so I did. I advertised on Facebook, and a day later, we had 50 people total for 10 weeks of classes in the spring. No masks. I'm starting our second semester in a week, and we have 150 people participating I guess I just want to thank you for being the voice that God used to get me off the bench in central Ohio. I'm praying for your campaign. Thank you, Michaela. Really appreciate that. 
Uh, we appreciate so much the fact that you guys are supporting my run for Congress. Please continue to do that. We are up against a huge fundraising deadline. If you ever, if you've never supported financially a candidate for office, and you want to hear my voice represent you on the floor of the House of Representatives, I need your help. Heidi St. John for Congress.com. Stephanie from Virginia. Hey, Stephanie. Hello, Heidi. I love your podcast. Thank you. I started listening to you when the Rona took center stage. Last summer, God spoke to me to pull my kids out of public school in Virginia. Nervously, I accepted the challenge. Our family was quickly accepted into a homeschooling group with incredibly supportive Christian women. What a fruitful year. This year, our homeschooling group gave me the courage and confidence to lead a class within the community. Thank you for getting me off the bench. My hope is other moms on the fence about homeschooling will take the leap. I have a closer relationship with my kids and I know what they are learning. Days aren't always easy, but it is well worth it. Keep up the great work. God bless. Stephanie, this encourages me. You guys, actually all of you, more than you can possibly know. I just, to see you guys getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, to watch what God is doing in your lives, I can't stress enough how incredibly blessed I am just to to see what God is doing and to know that you're listening to him. And uh, I think that's that's probably one of the most powerful things that we can ever do is share with each other what God is doing. So again, if you guys want to send me your off the bench stories, I've got a few more in the hopper that I'm going to continue to read. Send those to me and I will read them as often as I remember. Lucy from Canada asks, Heidi, I love your podcast. Thank you for sharing and inspiring us. I am a university student in Canada and I'm not willing to take the vaccine. I got an exemption from the university, but I still need to take the rapid test every time I visit campus. I try to educate my classmates and friends on the vaccine, but they challenged me on the issue of abortion. They said, if we have medical freedom and freedom of choice, why shouldn't we be able to choose to have an abortion? How should I respond? Thank you in advance. All right, Lucy, that is a great question. This comes from the pro-abortion industry, really, who have been using the tagline, my body, my choice, for a long time, erroneously, by the way, because when you talk about the only place that I can see that this actually works is with the argument of this uh, mandating, requiring people to get a vaccine for a virus of the 99.9% survival rate. I'm just going to keep saying it. This needs to be on the tip of your tongue every time someone asks you. 99.9%. So the my body, my choice argument really does work for forcing people to take an injection. It doesn't work, however, when you're talking about abortion. That's not your body. And therefore, it's not your choice. And I would say that to anyone who's trying to give somebody a shot against your will. That's not your body. Therefore, it's not your choice. When we're talking about abortion, we're talking about a mother who is carrying inside of her another completely separate human being with its own DNA, own heartbeat, own future in front of it. These are human beings that we're talking about. And the pro-aborts have dehumanized little babies inside their mother's womb since the passage of Roe v. Wade and even before to say that these are just parasites. They're just part of the mother's body and the mother gets to choose. No, they're not part of the mother's body. They're separate from the mother's body, separate blood supply, separate DNA. Does the mother have uh, four arms and four legs? No. A pregnant mother has two arms and two legs 
and the baby inside of her has two arms and two legs. It's a separate individual, a completely separate body. And so I would, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, we make the choice when we choose to engage in sexual activity. The choice is made when a woman sleeps with a man and one of the natural outcomes of intercourse is pregnancy. And that's when the choice is made. Now, are there unplanned pregnancies? Absolutely. But you take the risk when you engage in sexual activity. Well, someone will say, well, what about rape? What about incest? By the way, incest point, I can't remember what it is. It's such a small percentage of abortions. It's not even funny. The same thing with rape, but they'll use those two things and they, uh, and they want to hit you over the head with them like a hammer. So again, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, is it the fault of an innocent child who has been conceived through the horrible, egregious sin that is either rape or incest? No. Doctors take a Hippocratic oath. First, do no harm. And when we are faced with an unplanned pregnancy, and listen, I'm not trying to diminish that these are difficult difficult topics, difficult things to talk about. The question is, is the baby the one who is going to pay the price for this? I say no. I say we help the mother and the baby. That we give life to and hope to both the mother and her baby, whether she chooses to give it up for adoption. And another family who has been desperately wanting to have a baby gets to adopt that baby or whether she chooses to keep her child and the church and other uh, non-government organizations can come along and assist her. I don't think that the answer to the problem of unplanned pregnancy should ever be to murder the child. And that is, that is the crux of the question. So Lucy, thank you for asking it. Christian from Arizona. Heidi, my husband and I have been very vocal in our community these past 18 months from masks to personal medical freedom. We pulled our kids out of the public school and homeschool full-time. My husband has been an officer in the Air Force for 13 years and very vocal against taking a vaccine with connections to fetal cell lines and the uncertainty of the long-term effects that are yet to be known. He just received a call from his commander commanding him to get the vaccine. We are saddened by this. Because it's either full submit or get a dishonorable discharge. My question is, why is God not intervening on behalf of his faithful children? Now with Biden's mandate to businesses, my husband doesn't even have many options for work since most of them require vaccines and we're at a loss. You know, Kristen, this question has been asked by many, many, many Christians for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's the question of suffering, right? These are the questions that Jews and Christians alike asked during the Holocaust. Where is God when they're suffering? I think it's important for us to remember that God is always at work and that God's plans are bigger than ours. And the suffering that we're experiencing right now is the fault of the broken, fallen world that we are living in. We are living under the ravages of sin. The Bible says that the earth is groaning from the weight of sin. And so the question needs not to be, why isn't God intervening on behalf of his faithful children? The question needs to be, what is God doing? And can I walk faithfully with him in suffering as I did and have done when we haven't felt this suffering so acutely? 
See, right now we're feeling the suffering acutely, but the fact is it's always there. And why does God allow uh, suffering? Right? What is, why does God allow it for the Christian? Why does God allow it at all? Well, Jesus suffered. Let's, let's not forget. At the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus suffered and died. There have been shootings all across the United States and around the world. And we ask, why would a sovereign God allow this? The Bible teaches us in Hebrews that it's appointed for men once to die. And after this judgment, and the truth of the matter is we all have one opportunity to follow God. We're here on a timetable that according to the psalmist David in 139, in Psalm 139 was determined before we even took a single breath. Our days have already been ordained for us. You remember the story of Job who suddenly lost all of his wealth and her children died. The devil said to God, if you take all of those possessions away from him, he'll curse you and turn from you. And God replied, you can do anything to him except for you can't kill him and we'll, and we'll see. Listen, Job didn't ask why those things were happening to him. The closest he ever came was when he said, show me why you contend with me when he cried out to God. He was sharing his agony of spirit with the very God that he couldn't understand. And the suffering that we are going through right now as a nation, and many of you are suffering right now because of these illegal, unconstitutional, unconscionable dictates. We're suffering. And I think that there's, there's a, we don't understand. There's a mystery to it. We don't know the answer. And it's okay to say that we don't know the answer. We don't even know why God put people on the earth in the first place. But God has revealed himself through his Bible, through his son, Jesus Christ. And one day we're going to find the answers to the questions. The Bible teaches us that man rebelled against God. We said, you know, we don't need you. We've done that in the government here. We've done that in our country. Get out of our schools. Get out of our government. And in the very beginning, when Adam and Eve rebelled against God, we said, hey, you know, we can do this without you. You said don't do this, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to do it anyway. Remember, and God said, if you guys do that, you're going to suffer. He said, you will surely die. We did not take God at his word. We rebelled against God and what has happened? Suffering ever since. Suffering and dying ever since. You guys, physical death is just the death of the body. But remember, your spirit lives on in you. And if your spirit is separated from God for eternity, it will be lost forever. It will be lost forever. So I'm going to encourage you guys. I know a lot of you are, are suffering right now. And rather than look at the suffering and continue just to cry out, in that lack of understanding and say, God, why, why are you, why are you not listening? Why are you not answering? Our reaction needs to be to worship God, no matter what happens in our life. Because when we worship God, we say that we trust him. Ask the Lord to help you learn right now. This is James saying this suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character. And our attitude, no matter what we're going through, should be to to glorify God. People are watching us, how we're responding to this. Also, I think we're learning how to stand up. Uh, Dr. Jensen said last week, and I thought it was so right for him to say this, remember, when he said, hang in there. Uh, We're under pressure right now, but hang in there. We're being tested right now, 
delay getting the vaccine. Every legal path that you can find, because whether we believe in the vaccine or whether we don't, this is wrong what the government is doing. It's wrong what's happening in Australia. There's so many things that are wrong with this. It's not even funny. But the Bible teaches us that we are to be patient in suffering. And this is hard, you guys. It's hard. And I've been asking God a lot lately. Help me have a trusting attitude. Help me, help me not become bitter. And in the midst of it, remembering that one of these days we're going to go home to meet the Lord. Are we ready? Are we ready to do that? God stands ready. He says, I love you. I want to forgive you. I want you to go to heaven, but we've got to respond to him. And my peace and my hope and my security is found in God and in Christ alone. I don't trust in the government. I trust the government now less than I ever have. And and honestly, you know, someone, there's another question, which I may not have time to get to today. And someone was saying, how do you know they're not going to take you off the air? I don't know. But for as long as the Lord gives me opportunity, I'm going to speak freedom to the captives because freedom is found in Jesus Christ. I'm going to speak truth and not sacrifice it on the altar of a misguided mercy. I'm going to be the salt and light that God asked me to be. And I have been discouraged lately, you guys. I'd be lying if I told you I hadn't been discouraged. But we're called to follow God no matter what the circumstance. We aren't guaranteed a thing in this life. We're not guaranteed anything. And so I understand your discouragement and I hear you what you're saying. Kristen, I hear you. And and I will be praying for you today. We can be praying for each other. But I'm going to encourage you like I always have, stand against this stuff. If we don't stand now, I honestly do not believe that we will have a country left in very short order. In very short order. I'm going to answer one more question today. Uh, I'm trying to get to all your questions. Just gives me time, okay? Just uh, give me some time. Nicole from Georgia. Heidi, I'm so disheartened. I'm off the bench, but I've had a setback. I pulled my kids from public school this year, which was terrifying, right? (laughs) Our local homeschool moms decided to put together a new co-op since we didn't have one in our area. Well, the church that we're in just came out with a new mask mandate, so I pulled them out. And I let them know our family does not live by a spirit of fear, and I will not give in to masking my children, especially when it's not been proven to help them and can only do more harm. I'm off the bench, but now I'm scratching my head. I was so excited about this weekly co-op, and now I don't know what to do. Do you have any advice? Yes, I do, Nicole. Start your own. Start your own. Get out there on Facebook and say, "Hey, I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm going to do um, a cooking class in my house. What do you like to do, Nicole? What What gifts and talents has God given you? Do you like to make sugar cookies? Why don't you have a a, a day at your house where kids can come over and you guys can make cookies together and the moms can have coffee and get to know each other? I promise you, you're not the only one that feels this way. And I think we're getting an opportunity right now to lead. And you have that opportunity. So I'm going to encourage you, get off the bench even more than you already are. And I'm so proud of you. Good job, Nicole. So proud of you. And see what God will do in in your obedience. You guys, we're going to have stories for our grandchildren when this is over. And we're learning how to fight for our freedom right now, to stand for what we believe in, to stand behind the courage of our convictions, to stop spending our evenings just sitting on our couches watching Netflix and mindlessly letting the world go by. And Nicole, something tells me that you've got more in you than you maybe even think that you do. What do you like to do? Do you like to read? You could host a story hour at your house. 
You could have a homeschool social. You could do an ice cream social. You could you could say, hey, everybody, we're going to have pizza at my house every Friday starting at 1230 in the afternoon until 2. Come on by. I'm going to read a story to you. Maybe you start reading a missionary story together. Now's a really good time, you guys. Read um, George Mueller or Corey Ten Boom or Gladys Allward. I'll, I'll link back to those in the show notes today. But, but um, God's calling us, I think all of us, to a place really of being very uncomfortable <laughs> right now. And I'm real proud of you, Nicole. I'll be looking forward to hearing an update from you. That's all I've got time for today. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for writing in. I love that you're sending me your questions and that you're trusting me to uh, just give a little bit of encouragement to you. And to those of you who are discouraged today, keep looking up. The Bible says that the Lord is your strength. David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Do not have fear. Fear is not from the Lord. Do instead what Paul instructed Timothy to do. And remember, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. I've got a fun guest coming on the show with me tomorrow. And uh, you guys are not going to want to miss that. So come on back tomorrow and I will see you right here at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.